screaming now. Tiara, who could hardly see past her hunger, looked over at the other crib to see her roommate jumping in her crib. Tears speckled the bigger one's face, but had Tiara been able to recognize a hidden smile, she'd noticed that one was there. What's wrong with you, Tony? Tasha turned around. I need to feed your sister. Can't you see mommy's busy? You're supposed to be asleep. An hour later, the echoes throughout the overly decorated 8,000-square-foot mansion had quieted, and Tasha, who'd already had two glasses of red wine at the wet bar in the master's suite, was sitting on the toilet, thinking of how she would urinate if she had the energy. Her eyes closed. She was sure this was the most comfortable she'd ever been in her life. Right there on the toilet, she was in a quiet, movement-free bliss that began at her toes, which were being warmed by the heated marble floors, and ended at her middle, which was just as warm. Oh, God, please don't let them wake up again, please. She prayed more honestly than she had in her entire lifetime. I just want, I just want some rest, some rest and some, I want my husband back. Her erratic thoughts then went to her husband. In counseling, a few months after Tony was born and Tasha had been placed on antidepressants to control the crying she did, Whenever she was alone in the car with the crying baby with the smart eyes, Tasha had promised never to be angry with Lionel for not being there. Basketball was his life. It was her life. It was how they could afford the $5,000 heated toilet she was enjoying so much. He was a good husband who tried his best, and if he could, she knew he'd be right there with her. He loved her. There was no question about that. So she had no reason to feel so alone. The urine finally came, and Tasha eased deeper into relaxation as it trickled from her. She sighed and thought of how much she'd enjoy going back to bed. If I can't get sex, I might as well get some sleep, she said aloud as she reached for the toilet paper. She wiped herself and looked down to make sure that the paper fell into the expensive latrine. Though the wine was making her eyelids heavy, she could see that the inside of the bowl and the paper weren't the only white things in the pyramid her thighs made on the seat. There was something else. It was something pointy, out of place, new yet old. What? Tasha spat, reaching for the thing. What the hell? She pulled at it with two fingers. She rationalized that maybe it was lint, a piece of fiber she'd picked up in the bed, or maybe it had fallen off of Tiara's night suit. She pulled it, not with any strength, because she was sure the thing would fall away. But when it didn't, she let it go and shook her hands at it like it was a car coming at her at 80 miles per hour. Gray? A gray? No!
Natasha's 32-year-old cry was so loud, it not only woke the little girls in her home, but also many more for dozens of blocks in their exclusive subdivision. Only not one cried, or whimpered, or winced. From the little ball, Tiara, to Tony, who'd taken the vision just as poorly as her mother 30 years later. The girls merely opened their eyes and stared into space, feeling in Tasha's voice the inescapable physical and heartbreaking burden time would place on their bodies. After two phone calls and a triple flight, a 12-ounce tumbler of wine, three servings, of calming Merlot later, Tasha's brave little witnesses were joined by two more mourners, Tamia and Troy.